Welcome to Living Social Justice Podcast, an initiative of Common Ground Church and Common Good, where we explore our lifestyle response to topics of social justice. Our hope is that a growing number of Christ followers begin to individually and collectively live out justice, creating a groundswell of positive change in our society. I'm joined today by Sarah Binos, the Chief Strategy Officer of Common Good. Sarah is a qualified physiotherapist and holds a master's degree in philosophy and practical theology from the University of Pretoria. This has served her well in working to create opportunities for people marginalized by poverty and justice to realize their full God-given potential. All right, welcome back. Um, We've heard that the first thousand days of life presents us with this incredible, incredible opportunity for impacting human development. But as Kanya has so rightly put, why on earth is this relevant to the local church? And I'm sure you're connecting dots. Your neurons are firing. You're forging new pathways. Um, But the real question is, why should we even care? Why should we care? Common Good's research that we conducted on the role of the church and the first thousand days of life um, concluded with this statement um, as follows. It should be up on the screen. We concluded that the local church is uniquely positioned and equipped to make a significant impact in nurturing our children's full potential by supporting their development in the first thousand days of life. And I want to unpack this a little bit more in the six minutes that I have. And I'm going to be talking about the mission of God and why, uh, how the mission of God intersects with this phase of life. I'm going to be talking about the church in South Africa, its reach, its influence, and the public trust that it has. I'm going to talk about the incredible assets and strengths that exist within the local church. And finally, I'm going to talk about the public demand, the demand that is, that is percolating within local churches. So first of all, um, let's just reflect quickly on the mission of God. And most of us would describe our churches as missional. We're not holy huddles, just existing for our congregants. And whilst part of this mission is to shepherd all the sheep, we exist for those beyond ourselves and beyond the walls of our church communities. Um, uh, God invites us into his story, it's his mission, and we become the sent ones, invited to participate in a story of reconciliation, redemption, and restoration of a broken world, and as we do this, we give witness to the kingdom of God. And so, um, and what's so exciting is that research has shown us how vital and how um, important loving connections are for human development in the early years, and what excites me is this is so central to the mission and the purpose of the local church. And I love to think of this church as a warm, embracing place that creates safe spaces. And we've, we've got some really positive feedback on the local church, but I've got a few quotes. We weren't going to get them up here to kind of bash the church. But here are a few quotes from congregants around how they experienced the first, first thousand days in a, in a somewhat different manner to perhaps a Jason and Dean. So, so let, me, um, let me start with the first one. They're going to come up. Here's what some mums said, and, and I'm sharing this in the context of part of the mission is that we shepherd all sheep, including those in the first thousand days. So those in this period of life, how are they experiencing this shepherding um, mandate? And so the first quote, since becoming a parent, it feels like I've gone from being knitted into community to being sent to the mom's room and told simply to keep my child from distracting others. Another one, I didn't even put it up on the screen, says the mom's room at church feels like punishment. Um, Another person says, it seems like I've have to go outside my church to find a community of people who are in the same life space as me. 
The season is so overwhelming. I feel isolated. All I do is feed, sleep, wash, feed, sleep, wash. I sometimes don't even get out of my pajamas. And then this one was really poignant and really sad for me. And it speaks to a lot, perhaps the barriers that prevent the church from becoming this warm, embracing place for, for families in the stage. I used to attend church, but my pregnancy wasn't planned. And as a young person, the church will judge and shame me. It is not a safe place for me to go. And here's what dad said. As a dad, no one spoke to me about how to prepare for this new season. As a husband, I want to support and roll up my sleeves, but I don't even know what I'm, if what I'm doing is helpful. The season of life is really impacting my marriage. Um, and of the 70, uh, 74 um, church leaders that we surveyed during this research, almost 70% reported that there were actually no church activities created for naught to twos, pregnant mums or fathers. The rest described their responses. The other 30% said, yeah, they were doing some things, but it was a bit ad hoc and disparate and disconnected. It wasn't highly intentional. Um, and so what's really encouraging, though, is many pastors through this process recognize that this is a vital need. Um, and they recognize that um, the church does have a major role to play in the first thousand days. However, it's not reflected in what the church is currently doing. So back to um, just exploring this topic of the mission of God. We've looked at how part of the mission is to shepherd all sheep. And my question is, how is the church doing in terms of shepherding this phase and stage of life? Um, the second part of the mission is that do we even recognize that little babies are agents of the mission? Now, let me, let me, say, let me say this a different way. Um, we, we see that um, uh, children, even before earth, are used by God. Uh, Babies such as Isaac, John the Evangelist, and of course Jesus himself are spoken of as those who will be born to progress God's purpose and mission. I love this picture, and I've shown it in a few talks before, but the bottom right, your bottom right in particular, who's ministering to who in this picture? Who's ministering to who? This child looking at this granny, repurposing this granny, giving this, this wonderful woman in, in this phase of her life a sense of meaning and purpose as she cares for the little one. Um, and, and in the other way around, the, the, the granny nurturing and caring for this child. Um, little children show us the way to enter the kingdom of God. And in Mark 10, verse 13 to 16, where the disciples are jockley, jostling for position, Jesus stops them and says, hang on, truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. We would do well as a church to observe little children and include them and see them as agents of Christ's mission. And, and then... The last part of, uh, of the mission involves reaching out to families who are particularly vulnerable. Remember I said in the beginning, part of the mission is not to exist solely for ourselves, but it's to open our doors wide. Uh, we've heard, we've watched videos where so many, I mean, this is a common and shared lived experience. It's one of disconnect and isolation. What a potent uh, opportunity for the church to say, don't worry, in this phase, come, you'll find a place here. No matter, no matter what belief you are or where, what background you come from or whether your pregnancy is unplanned and you're a teenager, come, come, come into our space. Um, what a wonderful way to reach out. And then let's not forget the most vulnerable, the 50% who are on that trajectory of not realizing their full potential. Uh, we need to be disturbed by that, like deeply disturbed. Um, if we want to see South Africa's potential, realize what are we doing to rally around communities 
that are under-resourced, that find themselves in adverse circumstances? How can the church there be strengthened to, to set little people up for the fullness of potential that God intended? Um, the second thing, apart from the mission, the second thing is, is that South Africa, within South Africa in the field of social development, the church is recognized as an incredibly important social actor in the space um, because of the church's reach, influence, and public trust. And this just reinforces its unique position. So I love the fact that beyond the church, there are other people looking at the church as an institution going, yeah, you've got a role to play. Absolutely, you've got a role to play. Oh my goodness, last census, 43,000 church communities in South Africa. Oh wow, sure, quite significant influence. How many people gather on a Sunday for church meetings? Millions across South Africa. Religion is still pervasive in South Africa, unlike other parts of the world we don't ha that don't have that advantage. And finally, we are still deemed a, pl a trusted voice. We still actually have a voice in society that we need to leverage. And then thirdly, within South Africa and the field of social development, um, it is widely acknowledged that the church has very specific religious assets that are absolutely perfectly positioned to meet some of the needs of the first thousand days of life. So let me give you, um, let me unpack that a little bit. The fact that churches can gather people, that we can convene, that we facilitate small groups and relationships, that we're about building community and strengthening relationship with God this way and people this way. Um, no other sector, no other healthcare institution, no other ECD facility has that mandate. And yet we listen to Ruth and what she said about the primacy of relationship and responsive caregiving. It's almost like we are the custodians of that piece of the puzzle that, that is such a powerful piece. We are perfectly positioned to play our part in ensuring that we are connecting people to networks of care and support like no other institution. Um, and the assets that we have, praying, convening, storytelling, teaching, um, support groups, small groups, studies, these are all opportunities to build bridges of care and support. And finally, there is a real appetite from church pastors and leaders where they want this. So in our research, um, no one disputed that this is something that they should be doing. Um, it's, it's, it's a wonderful topic, and it's a wonderful uh, subject and idea to dive into. It doesn't have some of the stigma and, and, and pain attached with something like HIV AIDS, for example. Um, this is something that is relevant to all churches everywhere, all families everywhere, and everybody that we interviewed and surveyed recognized the need for this. And so there's a demand. So in summary, the church's purpose and mission, which intersects with the first thousand days of life, combined with its reach, influence, and public trust, combined with its assets and strengths, combined with the appetite that churches have to respond, all reinforce that we are incredibly and beautifully poised and positioned to respond to and equipped to make a significant impact in nurturing our children's full potential by supporting their development in the first thousand days of life. If you've enjoyed this episode, subscribe to our channel, Living Social Justice, on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. You can also find more resources on our website, commongood.org.za including our Justice Journey courses, devotional content, and volunteer opportunities.